name is Ella Kate Maracy, and you are listening to More Than Child's Play with your host, my mommy, Lacey Maracy, and my Aunt Nicole Surgeon. They're authors, therapists, and most importantly, mommies. And man, can they talk. So sit back and relax and learn from their village. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for More Than Child's Play. This is our first podcast. We're so excited um, to talk to you and to share with you a little bit about our story, so thanks for joining us. My name is Nicole Surgent. And I'm Lacey Marisi. We own a company called Milestones and Miracles, and we're here today just to tell you a little bit about our story Um, a little bit about our business, why we even started it, um, and why we wanted to share this podcast with you. So Lacey and I actually became friends in college. A long time ago. (laughs) At West Virginia (laughs) University. Um, It seems like a million moons ago, right? But Mm -hmm. we, um, we met at, you can roll your eyes, cheerleading practice for the Mountaineers. Um, and became quick friends. Um, we were roommates in college and just created a lot of great memories and times that we're glad there was not social media to record and preserve those memories for us. For sure. Um, and then fast forward years through life, right? Like it happens for everyone. We got married. We started having kids. Um, I have two girls. They are now 12 and 13. And I have three kids. Mine are 12, almost 10, and 6. And when we had, when Lacey was having her first daughter and I was having my second daughter, um, they were infants. And we had a great tradition at the time where one of our dear friends, Allison, um, from college invited us every summer, um, usually over Labor Day weekend, to spend some great time together in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And we were sitting on the beach, having some lovely cocktails in the sunshine, just chatting as friends and moms do about motherhood and how our lives were changing and things were changing. And we started having a discussion about how many of our friends, um, started messaging us with questions about their kids. I'm a physical therapist. And I'm a speech therapist. And we were both working with early intervention in our home state of West Virginia. And so naturally, um, friends would call us or email us as new parents are nervous about their child's development, and they would say, she's not walking yet. When should she do that? Or how many words should she have at a year old? How do I know that my child isn't delayed? Or what, what will I, what are early signs of autism? You know, parenting is stressful, especially with your first one. And as we were going through the journey of becoming moms ourselves and feeling that as mothers, we were um, also supporting other parents doing that in early intervention. And I think we discovered that a lot of the tips um, and strategies we were passing on to our early intervention families through our therapy uh, services were also tips that any parent could be doing with their child at home. So we realized at that time, hey, I'm using the same strategies with my own kid at home who isn't delayed as what I'm recommending to families that do have children with delays. So we realized that those two things 
you know, those, those two worlds come together to benefit a child, whether they have a diagnosis or a definitive delay or not. So I think that's when we realized this was information that we needed to share with more than just our friends and more than just the families that we serve through our profession. Right. And we also had this conversation with our friends about how odd it was that there were resources that said, your baby should do this by this age, but if they weren't, then what? And if you wanted to teach them to do that, how could you do that? And then there were other resources that said, here's some fun play ideas, but they really didn't say why. Why were you doing those play things? What were you teaching your child? So we thought, we should just make that. Why not? We were we were young and energetic. <laughs> and naive, naive. And we thought, well, we could just make that. Why not? And so we started talking about that more. What would that look like? Would we do a book? And we were like, Mm-mm, no, we would not do a book because we don't have time to read books. We yes. were up all night and we had a lot of great children's books on our nightstands that were collecting dust. And if we had 10 minutes, we were going to nap or yes. shower. <laughs> yes, or eat a real meal. <laughs> yeah, so we, we thought, well, what about cards? What if we had cards where... On one side, we could share what the child should be doing at each age and in each area of development. And then on the back, we could share purposeful play strategies that support that. And then the family could hang it on the fridge or they could stick it on the nursery shelf or they could share it with babysitter or grandma. And then our husband started saying, well, I would read that if it was just a small amount of information. Right. It felt less overwhelming to pull one card out of a time at a time versus having to read a whole chapter or multiple chapters to know where your baby is and what you should be doing with them at that time. And we also started saying, well, you know, we really try hard, although it's a constant struggle to just enjoy things like kids grow so fast and you're always worried about what's next and what do I need to do to have them ready? We like the idea of the cards because we thought hopefully this will help people to stay in the moment and enjoy each stage because it moves so quickly. And that's actually what inspired the name of our business, Milestones and Miracles, because development is a miracle in itself. And as therapists who work with children who are delayed, so they, they come along a little slower, but because of that, it's a gift to their families that they really can celebrate each tiny movement forward and appreciate it for the miracle that it is. And we wanted everyone to realize what a miracle develop, child development is. And to notice the tiny steps. Yes, in absolutely. In walking and saying full sentences. There's and to celebrate little those. amazing Yes. Um, Building blocks that happen. So anyways, we came home from the beach and we thought, well, how are we going to do this? So we thought, well, first we need content. So we started doing research and we started writing. We spent a lot of time in the library um, while our husbands carted our kids to Chick-fil-A and the park. And we spent a long time writing and editing and researching. Um, And we learned about copyrights. And we learned about establishing a business license and all of those things that we didn't know as therapists. So it was definitely a journey. Um, and I think, I, don't know, I, I would assume you would agree, the hardest part was figuring out how are we going to actually physically get this made. The information was, for the most part, in our heads. And we had consulted with occupational therapists and developmental specialists and pediatricians pediatricians, and really called on our community to help us create this content that we could be really proud of. But the actual printing became difficult. Um, and the packaging. And the packaging. 
We had specific ideas of what we wanted. We wanted quality. We knew that because we saw this as a baby gift. And we wanted something that we would be proud to give to a friend or family member. And something that a family would keep and then use for the children after their first, not just for their first child. We wanted it to look good on the nursery shelf. We wanted the aesthetic of it to be pleasing to the eye, to blend in with the decor of the baby's nursery or the the playroom or the family room. So that was a challenge. You know, at first, I think I wanted it in a little basket with a lid with hinges, (laughs) you know, like I wanted it to be all cutesy cutesy, but we quickly found out that that was not... Um, going to work with our budget. So and we wanted a vintage look. We yes. wanted we wanted matte printing. We wanted um, traditional kind of old school feels because we believe in um, tenants of old school play and traditional play and that they're really important and really lost in our culture. So we wanted that feeling to be portrayed through the packaging. So we started looking locally. Um, and even regionally and then across the country and we literally could not find anyone who could match what we wanted. It wasn't even that it was expensive. It was that they couldn't do it. They would offer us a box with a sticker or they would say, I could print the cards, but I can't create the box. If you can find the box somewhere else, um, I could do that. Um, So we started turning our kids' board books, boxes, our box sets of books upside down. And big surprise, they came from China. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so we thought, well, what what are we going to do? We're two therapists with a bunch of kids, and we're trying to work and sleep and maintain some sort of household. We can't go to China to create this product. But at this point, we had done so much work, and we had already put in so much time. Um, And my husband, who's a little braver than I, started researching offshore printing and talking to printers overseas, which just seemed like a way big risk for um, business women just starting out. Um, So... At the end of the day, to make a long story short, we found a U.S. businessman who um, was a project manager of projects that were printed offshore, and that seemed like a good compromise to us. Um, And that all went well um, until it didn't, (laughs) and without going into a lot of details um, and maintaining our integrity because we're not about smearing anyone's name, but... um, it was a learning lesson that he did not have his business affairs in order. And our project was printed and um, shipped to the United States and cleared customs and was in a facility in New Jersey waiting to be delivered to us. Um, but it was being held there because he had not made the final payment to the printer, despite the fact we had paid him. And this happened, I was pregnant and due like, like two no. weeks later, and this was all going down. So it was it, it was, was very emotional. We had time. already missed a conference that we were to attend but did not have product for. So we just had to take a demo and share information about our business, which was disappointing. Um, and Nicole skyped me from there and I cried. Lacey <laughs> was awful. so pregnant and and her baby had felt this and turned around feet first and said, oh. I'm not coming out into your world, you crazy women. 
this is so not, you get this business straightened out. This is not the environment I want to enter. So on top of researching um, customs and international printing standards, we were also researching how to make a baby turn from a breech position. And I am so happy to, to let you all know that we flipped that baby. We did. <laughs> And we got our boxes. In the middle of crying and trying to figure out our boxes, Lacey was crawling around on the floor and taking <laughs> soothing baths to convince her dear Ellicate to come out. And in the end, um, with some finagling, we got our product, and it was delivered shortly after Ellicate was delivered. Nine days difference. Ellicate is only nine days older than our box. <laughs> and so we always know how long we've been in business and how long we've had product based on our kids, right? Like, that's how moms measure anything. Yes. So when this this tractor trailer arrived to my residential driveway wanting to know where the loading dock was, we stood with an infant and mimosas in hand ready to receive our product. Um, and it was a great accomplishment for us. It was a dream we had. It was not easy. No. Um, it was stressful, but it was something we believed in. So it was something we wanted to do. Um, and so we started selling it. We started we started selling it through our website where we had developed a blog. Um, we started talking to anyone who would listen to us. Yes. We went to yes. preschools. We went to daycares. We went into small businesses, local we shops. We went to mom's groups. Mom's groups, We went yes. to Rotary. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We yes. went everywhere. You want to talk to us? Sure. We'll come. Yes. Um, and in talking to, to groups just about our business and our product, we realized they wanted more. So that kind of led us to understand that this was more than a product, that there was a real need in the early childhood world for more strong voices speaking out in defense of natural play as really the best way to keep kids healthy and keep kids happy. So as we started selling this product, we started developing some um, continuing education courses for therapists, for parents, for um, educators about the importance of developmental play, why it matters, how it's changing in our culture, what that means for our kids, what's it, what's it doing to our kids. How can we reinsert play, unstructured play, into every child's routine and, and ways to do that in our busy world? Um, and over time, people said, can you come back? We want you to talk about more things. So then we started talking about more things. We talked about things that get in the way of natural development, and we talked about um, our jobs and early intervention and why that matters. And... Along the way, in, over the years, this has sort of led us to some off-roads that we never sought out but were really interesting. We started um, doing some continuing education through MedBridge Education online. Um, we got to go to Seattle multiple times, which was awesome, mm -hmm. and film with this great company. They have a um, filming studio and production managers, and we had to be on camera. And they're just they're real go getters. Um, we feel like we could almost be the mother to all of them because yeah, they're, they're so young. <laughs> they're so young, and they're so tech savvy and yes. smart and yes. forward thinking and brave and. And we love working with them, and it's a great way, it's been a great way to really extend our message that we believe in um, to other people. Randomly, we got asked um, years ago to consult with the Lego Foundation, which was really kind of a cool story, and sometimes still, but definitely in the beginning, we did our own um, 
research, when we would get an order, we would kind of look up who the person's name who ordered the box. And we would get so excited to see where it was going and to get a feel for really who, who are our customers, who's ordering this, who wants it, who values it. And um, we got we started getting international orders, which was really fun and interesting. And our kids would track where the boxes were going and color it on a map. And um, we got an order one day from Denmark from a man, which we do get orders from men, mm-hmm. but not as often. Right. And um, it was our first order to Denmark. So I was curious and I Googled his name and he was the CEO of the Lego Foundation. And I about fell over. Um, Mm -hmm. because obviously we love Lego and we love what they do, but we really didn't even know at that time how much they did. Yeah. They, they, they work on a lot besides just blocks. Yeah. (laughs) Manufacturing plastic. So we reached out to him and sent our product. Um, and sometime later we were contacted by them and asked if we would take part in a global conversation online about play trends. Um, and so we sat in our offices at home and we're Skyped into work groups with people from around the world. Actually, I think we were at your dining room table. We were? We <laughs> yeah, were. I think kitchen table. Yeah. yeah. That's our office. That's our office. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we ha- there were professors from New Zealand and there were people from the UN and there were teachers from Milwaukee. I mean, it was just a really like diverse, super cool experience and they wanted our feedback on what we were seeing in our corners of the world and the purpose of it was they were going to take this information and the lego foundation was going to fund and advocate for work um in multiple ways at the un in in making and continuing to keep play as a right for every child but also with educational policy um because what we learned was Educational research is longitudinal and takes years, and um, educational policy is driven by politics. And every four years when things switch, if you're a parent or a teacher, you know, it seems like we're doing one thing and then all of a sudden we're doing something else. Mm -hmm. And so there's a real gap there, and Lego's trying to bridge that gap. So that was kind of a fun thing. Um, And then what else have we done we found our voices really supporting other therapists, too. We've gone to some, mm-hmm. some national conferences, um, especially for ASHA, the Speech Therapy Foundation, mm-hmm. which is funny as a physical therapist to go to the speech therapy. We did a couple years. We went to our um, state EI conference yes. and connected with a lot of EI colleagues there. People. Yeah, because we found that our product isn't just for parents. You know, we, Nicole and I both use it when we go in with families and we're talking to them about an area of development that isn't our specialty, but parents are interested and and want to learn more of how to help their kid with a different skill. So we've really found that, you know, our product meets the needs of of a wide, uh, you know, a a variety of population, not just what we originally intended it for, which was parents. And smart, creative people have found smart, creative ways to use it. Yes. Nonprofits are using it as a guide for at-risk families. They'll mm-hmm. give them a few cards every session that they meet with them in group community play groups to encourage early interaction and social engagement that we know is so important. Um, early Head Start has used it. Mm-hmm. Daycare centers use it and also use an accompanying um, almost developmental report card to keep parents in the know and foster communication between 
parent and pediatrician on the child's development. Um, There's a great therapy company out in California that uses it as a guide for their developmental play groups that they um, host at their clinic. And we've had parents tell us, you know, I use it as a baby book. I just write down right on the cards the date she did that, what that word was she said, um, what, you know, what the experience was like, and which is really kind of cool um, and has been exciting for us to kind of see the different ways that people use it. Yeah, beyond what we even imagined for it. So, yeah. I mean, it's so, exciting. It, yeah, it's a journey that... that <laughs> We don't always know where it's going, um, but Mm -hmm. we know that we are staying the course for now. And, you know, that kind of led us to the the podcast. We've recently started listening to podcasts and started having really like them. I like to work out listening to podcasts. I actually love to listen to them in the car on work days between houses because I can learn some new stuff in my field or just listen to a podcast for enjoyment, personal enjoyment. Yeah. So yeah, some great ones we started following and then we started thinking, you know, it's not always about what we have to say, but we have a great circle of people that we've met along the way. Our um, village is legit, <laughs> and we want you to be part of it. Right. <laughs> so we have we have all kinds of specialists, um, specialists professionally and just specialists in life, you know, feeding specialists, dyslexia experts, warrior mothers who have, like, inspiring stories that could they could write books about. And we want you to hear their stories um, because we're moms and we're therapists. And like most parents, we have official and unofficial jobs, lots of them. And so um, the things that, that we really get to see and the people we get to meet are amazing. Too amazing really to keep for ourselves. So we want to share that with you guys. Um, so we're going to be recording some podcasts and, and we'd love your input. Um you can follow us on social media or contact us through email. Maybe you're somebody who would love to be a guest. You don't have to be sitting on the couch where we're sitting right now. No. We can Skype you in. Um, you can sit on your couch. Or we can sit on your couch. <laughs> yeah. We can have snacks. We can have beverages. And we can chat and share your story um, with others. Or maybe you know somebody. Somebody who has touched your life as a therapist or Um, as a parent or someone in your community who does good things for children or um, in the name of play for all. And and we want to tell their stories. So send us your suggestions. Um, We'd love to hear them. And you can find us on social media, our website. We have a blog. We got a lot of good stuff for you. So you can go to milestonesandmiracles.com and get linked to all that good stuff. Yeah, we look forward to chatting with you, to having conversations that will inspire, uplift, and educate so that you can advocate for your children. Um, And we just look forward to having these conversations and um, being of benefit to more than just the people we know, but also the people out there that we have yet to meet. So thanks for joining us for our first session. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.